host Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classical Black Podcast, where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, y'all. Here we are, three hours after our... <laughs> oh my God, it is three. <laughs> <laughs> this is why... It's funny because I got into, so we missed last week. I had COVID. I probably still have it. I don't know. I still have, I have to take another test. Um, but this is why we can't record after we haven't talked in a while because we were supposed to record at, at 1. It's 4.18. So. Oh. <laughs> and we y'all know me. Y'all talking. know. It was, it was good because if we recorded right after, I had a lesson before our meeting time and I was kind of tired. So I feel better now. So now we here. We gonna have a good time. We gonna get any Sunday. Y'all know I hate doing stuff on Sunday. So we are gonna be in and out, in right. and out. And we gonna see because I feel like I'm not all the way on the other side of the hill. When I was doing my sound check, my sound check, I got into a coughing fit. So we'll see. But it's not nearly as bad as it was. Like we literally could not have recorded an episode last week. I was like, yeah. my esophagus was doing the Harlem Shake. Girl, we were at the ISBN meeting. And I was like, girl, do you need a chainsaw? <laughs> Like, oh my god I cannot string three words together my voice also was not even the same y'all be like why is Katie is doing classically black with Barry White like, <laughs> yeah, I was shocked when you unmuted I was like oh okay not shocked <laughs> okay well getting into the news this week um, there has been a study by Opera America that has surprise surprise found a dearth of minorities in the administrative ranks of opera companies um which i just find it funny how it was kind of it was kind of framed it's like i guess striking doesn't mean surprising that was the word that was used striking but also it's mm. just kind of like i don't think i was stricken by that you know yeah <laughs> either I'd be like oh yeah girl <laughs> right um so as we know, I mean, opera companies have, or some of them, have been trying to sprinkle in some works by um, people of color um, in the past, like past two or so seasons. But um, this study, the purpose of this study was to find out what it looked like behind the scenes, who was running the operas in the opera administration. So again, it's by Opera America, which is a, a organization for a service organization for opera companies. They found that about a fifth of employees and board members at opera companies in the United States and Canada identify as people of color, um, which is compared with 39% of the general population a fifth of per- people of color like when you think of everything that falls into that you know how much people especially everyone who ain't white when you think about depending like, on who you talk to right yeah like there's some gray areas but yeah but like <laughs> please so when i say people of color I, i'm generally saying black and brown yeah black and brown that's yeah. what i mean but a lot of times I started, I started to specify just so you be on the same page because with the whole ethnicity thing and as some of y'all yeah. are not ethnically white but you are racially white so but okay um the study did show that women though that uh now hold 61 percent of positions at administration and opera um and they account for 54 percent of leadership posts so some gender diversity in there um but like we said uh the majority of the 
racial diversity going on in opera has been on the stage and and even we talked about that a couple episodes ago even that needs some a little looking at because most of it is just trauma 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 so um but anyway i will link in the description so that y'all can read more about that and i'll try to find um a straightforward link to the study um and then also the article that i read about the study um but oh yeah yeah i also want to mention that the study was based on surveys of about 1200 administrative staff members and 1500 trustees at 97 different companies both in the united states and in canada so Hmm. um it is also the first of its kind in the industry which is crazy to me i feel like that's also that's really as a side note kind of a barrier to this like work it's like y'all haven't been documenting this yeah for all this time like orchestras go back a little further because of sphinx and stuff you know mm-hmm. and and league of american orchestras has some data from i forget how far back their stuff goes but like the the first of its kind in 2022 and it's only because i wonder like not even wonder i know that y'all wouldn't have done this if there wasn't you know a racial uprising y'all would not have even y'all have been like kept doing what y'all was doing like that is insane or had an organization call you out on it yeah well y'all that's in the description and then we have a little announcey wouncy um people who don't speak delaney and katie don't even know what that is huh I said people who don't speak Delaney and Katie do not know what that is. They can't y'all can't infer what an announcey wouncey is. Okay. It's an announcement. So <laughs> it's an announcement. <laughs> an announcey wouncey. Um no, it's really even not even all that. They probably thinking, oh, we got a Spotify deal or something. Yeah, girl, we gotta deal with Google. <laughs> we <laughs> No, we gotta deal with ourselves. Um <laughs> Which is we're doing a summer book club in Woo! the month of August. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah, period. So you can join us for our little bookie wookie clubby wubby. Um, we're gonna be we're gonna be reading a book called The Violin Conspiracy, which is by hold on, sorry, I just had his thing up. I just had it up. Sorry, y'all. Um, but anyway, we wanted to do. I, I'm gonna say, but while I'm looking it up, so that I'm not killing, so I don't have to cut this part out. We wanted to do a little book club about like classical music, but you know, a lot of the classical music books, they'd be like textbooks. Like we're not finna, you know, not like a novel. So right. we was like, okay, so what can we do? Um, like what's a book that we can read that like actually has a story to it. So, oh, it's by Brendan Slocum. Um, so you should look up the violin conspiracy, go buy the book. We will be reminding you. Don't worry. Um, we're going to start on the first episode that comes out in August. So the first Monday of August, which is August 1st. So, um, yeah, go get the book. Come kiki with us. And we're going to split up. We'll post on our social medias, especially our social media platforms, like what the breakdown is going to be. Cause of course we're not going to do the whole book in one. We're going to break it down throughout the month of August. Um, and whether you choose to read it with us or not, you should still come over cause it's going to be trifling. And yeah. Yeah. You probably like, I like podcasts that do this, that like, you ain't going to be completely lost if you didn't read, you know, we ain't going to be talking in cold. Right. And oh yeah, and by the way, the author is black and the main character is black, so it's a classically black 
novel. Right. So not too much. Right. <laughs> so, and also, if you have any other, if you know any other like classical music adjacent novels and stuff, you should let us know. Email us classically black podcast at gmail.com or comment on one of our things so we can know because like maybe we would do this again you know yeah like, well, i don't know i just happened to come across this because i saw a book cover that had a violin that had an fo on it in a black guy so i was like oh the same seemed like for me but you know if y'all know anything else yeah let's know it'd be cute i'm excited also it's giving very much high school english because then we really got to read it and we don't want to lead in the discussion that means we actually got to because you know like Back in high school, I was so bad. Like, we, Girl, like, I, I didn't read a, a single book that we were required to, not in full. I read because we, you know, I was taking AP, so we had like all this like stuff, but like, what a waste. We can be learning excerpts. But I mean, it helped me write better, so I guess. But, um, but like, I would just wait for somebody to um say something and then i'll be like and bouncing off of that to get my participation (laughs) piggybacking off of (laughs) listen listen high school english walks so these board minutes can run okay like piggying back off of that like what Raina had said yeah that's my least favorite phrase when people (laughs) say that piggybacking (laughs) off of bro leave us alone right (laughs) Like, listen, that's where, that's where, that's what I used to do. Cause I ain't read cause I went home and rested. We was at school all day. So like, especially cause you really do not like, I was getting good grades in English. You do not have to read a book to write an essay on it. You really don't. As long as you don't just make stuff, but you do have to reference the book, you Mm. know? So that's why I mean, like I didn't read all of them cover to cover, but like most of the, I think, well, I read To Kill a Mockingbird. That's the only one I read cover to cover. I read most of Catcher in the Rye, but like. I like The Catcher in the Rye. Huh? I like The Catcher in the Rye. You said you what? I liked that book. Oh, you liked it? Some of yeah, the books I, I mean, it was fine. Yeah, yeah I just didn't finish it. I think I got, the, you know my thing, I, I read up to the last chapter and I don't finish it. I, I like I like some of the books. We read A Raisin in the Sun. That was good. That wasn't, I mean, it's, it's, it's oh, a play, yeah. but you know what I mean. I didn't read it in high school, but I have read A Raisin in the Sun. When I was in my Shakespeare era, man, because I had teachers that would, and I had, I had good English teachers, like Mr. Shank, how did Mr. Shank, he would, um, get up and be acting stuff out and it made it like accessible because in honors english you had to read the original text so we were, you know um i was tight when i found out the other girls on the hall had um parallel text so i started using parallel text too and that's when i really started understanding i'm like we go we not reading new king james version like i'm gonna read what they reading down there so i can understand but he was acting stuff out and being on top of desk and stuff i'll never forget that now I remember some of the books I did read. Some of them I did read like that. What's that book, Owen Meany? Did you ever read about. that book? Mm-mm. It was sad and crazy. And like, I really wish I hadn't read it. And what's the name? There's a, one of the books. Was it The Grapes of Wrath? What a terrible book. What a terrible, what horrible, a terrible book. Awful freaking book. Awful <laughs> book. Wow. Like Zero out of ten burn it like i honestly <laughs> think that if you if you just get some old white man stuff and you just make it be you know a relic people just jump on board because that book is terrible talk about a classic good. classic what a cl- what like thank you classic what because y'all, it was so bad what is the criteria like y'all just be making stuff up half the book was a dust storm like we get it it was a lot and then what's that other book the old man in the sea with a mm. whole middle p- 
portion of the book was him on a boat with a fit. It was terrible. I'm like, no one's being serious at the school. Like, those are the books I did the worst on because it was just so bad. Like, it was so bad. Yeah, and there's some stuff that I that I did. Um, like we read Death of the Salesman, but that's a play. But still, no, we read I did plays. read that one. Huh? We read we read plays. Like what's it called? It with the Shakespeare's and um, you know what's a good? You know the Glass Menagerie. That's a good play. Oh, I ate that book up. I think I ate. You know, I wasn't really. You know, I was. You know, I wasn't reading all the way. So it was like, you know, you can. There's only so much. There's only so high of a grade you can get if you don't read all of it. So, but there are certain books I was getting A's on. I got A's in Shakespeare. I got A's on the Glass Menagerie. Freaking um, a Tale of Two Cities. She was thick, but it was it was kind of lit. You know, like some of the books ate. Oh yeah, I just mean that. Like when I said I didn't read the books, I feel like I read the plays for sure. Cause some of them were really good, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you read that Mice and Men? Girl, no, we had to read that. Girl, st- John Steinbeck, pack it up. I mean, he has because he's dead, but like, pack it up. Like, it's not giving. Like, yeah, okay, you won your little Pulitzer Prize, but like, this is not. For I feel you. like y'all be dragging it because ain't no way. Be, like, wait, is that the one where they on the island? Them kids. Listen, you're a scholar. Lord of the Flies. That's oh, Lord we the read Flies. that. And Lord of the and we we were supposed to, but Lord of the Flies was the only book that I knew from the beginning. I'm not reading this. <laughs> I knew from the beginning. I literally I read the synopsis. I said, "There's literally no way in hell I'm laying eyes on this book." Please. I don't remember much about it. That was one of the books I finessed. Girl, because the kids like when I found out the the kids they ate each other like they or like they killed each other. I'm like I'm not reading this. Yeah, it was crazy. Like this, and it's, is but freaking, it, why would you do? Why would you write something like this? Like some of y'all, we be taking creativity too far. Too far. Like y'all, y'all think y'all not everything got to be a uh, uh what's it called? What's that thing where it, like critique society, but from like some weird what's that called? You said what critique society? What it like critiques? Don't listen if you listening. I am a musician. <laughs> don't not too much. What's the, what's it called when it like critique society? Oh, like because like wasn't that or or am I thinking of and I'm thinking about Ant Farm. I mean, I don't know what the what the freaking point of Lord of the Flies was because, like I said, I it's, didn't read it. It's because, like it talks about like how society be you. It talks about society, but like in a like in a symbol uh, symbolic oh. way. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but there's like a word for it. There's a word for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm not thinking of it either. Yeah, but, I don't know. Cause it's not. But, I'm not talking about satire, so not too much. I'm talking about like it. It is criticizing society, but in a different way. Like like Fahrenheit. Like what's that Fahrenheit book? I think. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Fahrenheit was the word. I was like, Katie, that's a temperature girl. And not too much because <laughs> I was eating chemistry. I, I was. I really thought I was gonna be a dentist. I was eating it up in science. Science was so good. I love science in, in um high school. But um, dang, you got me think. I gotta go back and think about the books I read because now I'm like, Romeo and Juliet was T. We was gagged in there because like, I'm telling you, Mr. Shank made it so fun. We was in there gagging like, no, you're gonna just do all that, girl. He a lot. Like, oh, wait, other way around. She died last. Yeah, we was in there gagged. Nah, what a time. Like- yeah, like of my said, man, that was uh, and then yeah, I don't know what I forget who who wrote Lord of the Flies, but sometimes y'all just need to like not everything that has shock value needs to be, yeah, like y'all just be doing too much. Why? What is the point? What is the point? Like, it's just not we, giving. Did you it's read just, Night? It's so crazy. Like going to like we you know I went to school in 
you know, in Chicago. Ellie we Weasel? read. Mm-hmm. I never read Night. I had that book. My my sister read it. That's why I had it. But that book was. I don't. I, I don't want to say that book was good because it's like that's weird to say. But you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I remember. I remember that book. We had, we read some good stuff. I mean, y'all. They read it. I followed along <laughs> as much as I could. <laughs> And mind you, people are supposed to be this supposed to be convincing y'all to do a book club with us. <laughs> Cut this out. <laughs> y'all, we gonna read every word. Okay, me coming. Um can we come in not having read. And not, and everything you say to piggyback off of what Katie said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I remember I will never forget. Okay, so I don't think I talk about you Shane much, but you is like one of my closest friends, so uh and we had I met you Shane because we were both in AP AP language and he knew I didn't be reading to put in the context you Shane got a full ride to Northwestern he read everything and he also had the type of memory where he had to read it once and then he just remembered it forever so now he's a lawyer makes sense so I'll never forget I will literally never forgive it I bring it up like almost every time I see him I will never forgive him so we were reading the grapes of wrath and <laughs> and you know, I'm in the back, key, 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 key with you, Shane. You know what I'm saying? Not paying attention, whatever. Me, we the only black kids in this whole class. Of causing ruckus in the back. So, um, what's his name? Mr. Blazes was his name. He started asking questions about the book. Don't look over here because I don't know what y'all talking about. Like, I, I went, like, I had my lesson after school. I went home. I chilled. Did other stuff. So, you, Shane, I was like, you, Shane, like, so he looked, he started looking my way. I'm like, you, Shane, like, what's the name of the character he told me the wrong character's name i yell it out i said like Winston, like mr blaze like who is telling me more about like this character? whatever I, whatever the question was i yell he was like it's winston it's winston and so i said winston the dude's name is like winton or something like that the whole class turned around and look at me like I'm, i would okay, never forget. that's not that bad i would never no nah, i would never forgive <laughs> i would never forgive you shane for that ever because you knew the right character's name you tight i'm like you went home and read good boy like i don't know tell you like i didn't that book was boring it was terrible terrible and then we and then we watched the movie that was crazy i think it was in black and white too wow and and what's the thing who is reading john steinbeck is like yeah we should make a movie out of this like what okay unhinged please like but um we used to, oh I forgot yeah the Great Gatsby we had to read that we had to read that that one I didn't like it when I read it but I watched the movie on a flight a couple of years ago and I it made me like I think I'm gonna go back and read it because like the movie kind of ate yeah low key low key um yeah let me see about that what well, you said you liked for Fahrenheit four fifty one no I'm saying I think that book is like that if I'm not mistaken we didn't read that that wasn't required oh, okay. for us I was about to say I. I didn't care for Fahrenheit 451. I remember because it was like, it was one of them books that's like, I don't know, maybe, of course, I have a more developed brain than I did when I was 15. But like, I would hope so. Okay. <laughs> Just barely. But, um, it was giving gibberish. Like, there was a whole, there was like, it was one of those, I felt like he was just trying too hard. <laughs> this is literally a classic a lot of these, novel. I, but, classic to whom? But that's right. Like it's classic not above, novel. It is Y'all not say above I with a classic composer too, or above approach. Like um, it's not above approach. So because there was like a whole page that was like random words, 
like, I don't remember the context, but it was just, like, random words. I'm like, you trying to to be so artsy. The story, the plot, what is it? Right. Sir, right. like, you trying to, like, you doing too much. Tell us the story. Like, mm-mm. And you know what's crazy? Like, I feel like I'm not going to give too, my school too much, but because... I don't really give up too much, but because there was a lot of internal problems, of course, I'm, I wasn't no faculty meetings. But, like, you know, our principal, like, this. They do. A, they try to do. There were teachers like I had teachers that challenged the curriculum, and you know they got punished, quote unquote, for that. Like putting their classrooms in remote areas of the school and stuff like that. But literally, that happened to my my high school. Um, that happened to my one of my English teachers. She got like moved to this like remote classroom. It was crazy. But um, but like we read like. I feel like, I mean, if you did a deep dive, like how we do a classical music, it's not going to, obviously, it's not going to be, you know, equitable. But, like, I feel like I read a lot of different stuff. We read way too many classics. I feel like we did, a, I mean, Mozart, like Mozart, we spent, every year I read Shakespeare. Every single year. And who talking like that? You know what I'm saying? But we read, like, Frederick, du- like, the AP, for AP English, you had to read four books before the start of the school year. And we read, like, two of them. One was... A uh, Song of Solomon. The other one was um, Frederick Douglass, and then like a couple other stuff. We read The Bluest Eye. Like we, it was like mixed. You know what I'm saying? I said we read, read A Raisin in the Sun. Like we, the curriculum wasn't that bad. It really wasn't that bad. How many women authors did I read? Only Toni Morrison. I will tell you that much. I'm trying to remember if I ever read a book by a black author in high school. Cause I read Frederick Douglass' uh, Slave Narrative in college, freshman mm-hmm. year. Um. Mm-hmm. I had to I, I read that freshman year but I try to think in, in high school the boss of my memory is very spotty so not too much on my teachers like I don't want to you know whatever yeah, I might I have say, this was literally 10 years ago for me so then we could have read black but I feel like year. I would remember and I feel like I would have yeah. read it too like especially because it's like uh, especially like I didn't I didn't have no teacher that went crazy out of the curriculum like you know of what people be reading mm-hmm. so like I don't like so I feel like it would have been a classic ish novel like you know so it mm-hmm. wouldn't have been something obscure that I had to really think that hard about um yeah. in terms of yeah so I feel like it's not like I think we read like maybe some like speeches and stuff we definitely read speeches by like black people I think we read some like James Baldwin a little bit at one point Oh, but, I can't, details like the little packets I can't remember those I don't even remember like, yeah like because that's the only thing because I remember talking about some black stuff and I'm like who would that have been but um hey I forgot what, what else I was gonna say but yeah I don't think I um oh I was gonna say about how you said if you like go back like I just read a I read a study because New York Times did a study about like the publishing like landscape and like how and like they did like a back study and 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 put together all the data of like what has been published mm-hmm. and it's re- like we all knew it was going to be over overwhelmingly white but like it is crazy like it's pretty crazy and it was showing like the spike in like i think it was harper collins that tony morrison worked at i can't remember probably, i don't think it was actually it's it something on my tongue she worked for uh, one of the major oh. publishers. Oh, maybe and Harper something, yeah. Oh, was Harper Collins? Okay. I feel like I feel maybe unless I'm completely off, that sounds familiar. And um, because I remember it was some, it was one of them. I feel like it wasn't because it was one of them that makes textbooks. I feel like, and it's one of the. 
but she wasn't one of the major textbooks like yeah yeah like it was one of those i feel like because i remember hearing the name and i'll be like oh i see it on my textbooks a lot but um it was showing like how the spike there was like a little spike in um in black literature and it's literally during her tenure and when she left it went back down and what was really actually disheartening about it was that it showed that there have been times like this before like like recently there's been a lot of black people on the bestseller list because a lot of people have been publishing more novels by black people and it feels different but it actually identified some points in history where this same thing has happened again where there's been a spike in blacks in black uh publishing and it's gone back down i was like that's Mm -hmm. disheartening because i felt like you know to see that this has happened multiple times yeah you know that like blackness has come into and now it's a trend and now it's not again like i don't know i was like i hope it don't i hope it don't die back down but you made a good point though because it all really depends on like your faculty because um marcus campbell who is now recently named the superintendent of everton township high school it's weird everton township high school is its own district. I don't. I don't get it. But that's what it is. Like the elementary and middle schools are not connected to the high school. You feed in, but it, that's separate district. He was. He recently got. Um, he will be the superintendent in the fall, and but he started out as an English teacher, and him, um, Miss Oberman, who probably don't work there no more. Low key, maybe she do. I don't know. I ain't her. I ain't her pockets um shank mr shank and miss ogura them four will always be in there like for more inclusive um readings and mr campbell's black and he i feel like all that all that black stuff like behind the scenes he was in there like nah what we finna how we gonna change the curriculum how we gonna do this da, da, da. so it really depends on like who you have fighting i know my sore sorry i got too comfortable my sorority sister um back in rochester her she's like her kid she's like <laughs> I mean, do your thing, girl. But she's like, my, she don't even follow the curriculum. She's like, we reading black books because it's like, <laughs> and that's a really, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say which which sorority sister, but that's a really that's on brand. But it's like, yeah, you teaching black kids, and like I, Evanston is not predominantly black by any means. The school's not even predominantly black. I feel like black people are are like maybe between twenty and thirty percent of the school. It feels like way more because we you know we live, but. um it felt like way more and I don't know what the what those breakdowns are now but it's like you have to diversify the curriculum that's why I got to read a lot of the stuff that we read because there was teachers fighting for a more diverse now I also did I read anything by Asian author my, my time there I did not not one not one did I read um any LGBTQ plus stuff I did not nope yeah, they still on that they still especially that one that was 2011 so yeah twenty twenty seven twenty oh seven twenty eleven. 2011 so i did not um and like i said the only woman author i read and that's not to say like the, like i told delaney that's not to say that like you know how like you go in class and there's like a freaking what's it called dang i really haven't taught in a minute when you go into class and there is it's not called an icebreaker it's a, a, a bell ringer there's a bell ringer on the board and you have to there's a packet on your desk and you got to read this i'm not saying like the day-to-day stuff i don't remember there's no there's no way but overarching the only woman author i read unless the glass menagerie was written by a woman which i don't think it was was um 
Toni Morrison. We read The Blue's Eye and we read Song of Solomon. So, um, it wasn't perfect, but you, that it depends on the. It's funny how all this stuff is related. It depends on who working there. It depends on leadership and who's willing to change stuff. It depends on all of that stuff in any institution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like my only one was uh, Harper Lee. Mm. So. All right. Well. Okay. Literally black. Plot. 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 <laughs> this is a joke. Anyway, intermission. Oh, literally, like literarily, literally, like. literally black <laughs> podcast. That podcast would last three weeks because I don't. I'm not a read. You asked Delaney offline what I'd like to read. So I mean, yeah. I I mix it up, but like I don't. I can't. I couldn't do a, a weekly reading podcast. Mm-hmm, there's no way the capacity that you have. I mean, maybe if it was my job, you know, I would. I could make a shake, but like, you know. You read different amounts. You feel like reading a certain amount, like um, and then you take a notes. I feel like that would take the fun out of it, low key. Like, and I also just got back to reading for leisure. Like four four years ago, you, I'm not picking up no book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At all. And I've I got all these books around. I really be reading. I got I I don't leave my house without a book because one time I left. One time I left my phone when I went to an orchestra rehearsal and I was looking dumb sitting on stage with nothing to do. So I said, I'm not leaving my house without a book no more. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm finally getting back into it because it's not assigned. So mm-hmm. I want to keep it that way. But show to the function. You said what? Say what you reading. <clears throat> I'm fine. What am I reading? Yeah. I'm I'm reading a couple things. We're not going to say all of them because, you know. But... um. <laughs> I forgot. That's a loaded question for you. Shut up. But uh, one, I'm I not gonna say, say what it's loaded with. But okay, not too much. <laughs> not too much bookie. Um, but I will say I'm reading Issa's book, and I'm reading Yvonne's book, and then I'm trying to who's you Yvonne. said Issa who? I said Issa and Yvonne. Oh, Yvonne. I realize I realize I'm more um. <clears throat> I realize I'm more successful when I don't, um, when I don't read just one thing at a time, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I'm reading this book that I'm dying to finish, um, called "They Both Die at the End." So oh, okay. it's, and I'm mad because I read the reviews and it's like the title's true. So I'm irritated about that. But some of reading lists I have a long list because I started reading. What's that book? It's sitting over there. I can't get it. But I started reading that that African mythology book. It's not African. That's like the the theme. What's that called? For children of blood and bone. Uh. But I literally have to start over. That book is like six hundred pages, and I have to start over because it's been too long, and I don't remember. So that's my goal. What are you reading? I'm technically in the middle of a lot of books. But in terms of what I'm actively reading, I'm most actively actively reading A Little Devil in America by Hanifa Doraki, which is like, um, it's called, the subtitle was Notes on Black Performance. So it's not just about music, but actually quite little of it is about music. And it's not like nitty gritty about music. It's kind of like, a lot of it's like historical. Mm-hmm. Um, we are such different readers. <laughs> no, it's not. I yeah, was talking to somebody like, about you. I'm like, Delaney's way more studious and methodical than i am and this is a great example 
but it's not like it's not like it doesn't read like a history book because it's a very like he also intertwines it with like personal stories like of mm-hmm. his life mm-hmm. that relate to like black perform like just the 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 very loose idea of like black performance you mm-hmm. know like so he talks a little bit about like he talks about like just stories that that happened to him like at parties as a black person in college and like mm. with the the weirdness of like the whole dancing thing when hip hop was like I mean hip hop has always been but you know what I mean like mm. when white kids were getting into hip hop and mm. and how what it was like to be in that group of black people who was like you know like there's just a yeah. lot I'm a little uh, like a little bit of like halfway through that's the main one that I have been that I have I have some momentum on I'm technically still in the middle of Issa Rae's book Issa Rae I, I wanted I, Issa's going slow for me I didn't know that I didn't expect it's been a long time since I've, yeah. since I've picked that book up and it's not a long book it's quite short at all um, I don't know what it is I'm but it's very te- early Issa so maybe it's- yeah yeah it was a while ago and I'm also technically still in the middle of all about love so we're gonna see. girl I might you know where I'm at go ahead it drags you yeah it you know exactly what I'm gonna like, say it's I'm still like, where we at that last time we met with Mara. I'm right there. Because I've had to restart it. Like, I've restarted that book twice. And now I'm like, okay, I'm not restarting it. I'm just going to go through and whatever. Because, like, the, you have to sit with that book. Like, because yeah. it's really, you really got to think. It's like, it's not like, oh, I'm willy-nilly reading this. Like, yeah, it's going to drag you. You're going to have to think about some stuff. Like, and then I'm also in the middle of Fire Shut Up in My Bones, which I can get. I feel like I can get through that quick and I'm also in the middle of um Midnight Sun which is the the newer the newest uh, Twilight book um and I also started reading some Twilight fan fiction which I never knew but I was like okay period Where on what on what pad oh, yeah I'm late to what pad because I, I remember that being the thing when I was in middle school I never paid no t- paid it no mind I don't get it so it's people just like people who write stories like like they get paid I know, for it or they just do it because they like it yeah they do because like, like a lot of like aspiring authors publish on wattpad like because i knew a girl who i went to high school with she wanted to be an author and so she while she was writing books she put them on wattpad because that's where people Aww. go to see like independent authors mm-hmm. and whatever because it's not just like fan fictions and stuff it's like people write their own stuff over mm-hmm. there which i went over there by way of some girl that i found i found her through instagram but went to her tiktok and she started writing a story based off of the twilight filter like it was like she would be she would fill in the blanks with the filter as in like what character you know mm-hmm. and so it got so big that she's now on part 29 and so she was like okay well i'm gonna start i'm gonna put this into a book like i'm gonna well not like a book but i'm gonna put it i'm gonna actually write out the story so she's been writing out the story on what path that's how i got over there mm. And I'm technically in the middle of this other book, which is, but it's a book of short stories. So I feel like I can, you know, whatever. Yeah. As long as I end on the end of a story. Like, yeah. You would like that book. Shut up, Delaney. There are, there are two books I ain't saying because that's my business. And then there's that other book I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> there's that other book. And also, you know, you know, I read my Bible every morning. It's a balance, oh, but you. <laughs> what after that? It's a balance. <laughs> it's a balance. Um, it's it's a book a heavy hand to God to balance that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, you know what book I said I was gonna read. You know that book I. Uh, you know that book you asked me about in that voice note. I need to start that. I just haven't had. 
I haven't had time. I'm gonna have time. Oh, that I'm book. gonna let okay. you. Yeah. I was like, what's she talking about? You know exactly what book I'm talking about. Yeah, I, exactly. I there are questions that need answers, and then I feel like that might that book might not answer it, but it's gonna start my gears turning. Yeah, it's gonna yeah something because yeah. But um yeah, but I said I, I need to read more into like I have this book. I have this book about some war in Africa that I said I was going to read. Cause I said I need to start reading more intellectual things before my brain start oozing out my ears. And we need to balance, we got to balance each other out because I feel like I don't not read fiction because I don't like it. I just forgot it existed. Like that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> because I was reading, I was flying through that twilight book. Cause I was like, this is it's like another world. It's like, yeah, girl, it's a book. Like that's what, they, that's what they do. Like, so I was like, okay, I need to, I actually like it when I get into it. So I need to be over there. I need to be over there in the, with the fiction girls because like reality, like that's why I stopped reading because I'm in reality all the time. Girl, now I'm fun over here. Like who wants to curl up in the bed with decolonizing wealth? That's what I'm saying. Like, I love the end of the day. Like when you, when you, um, you know, you got a little something or uh, what's another book I got on my the craft of research why do I have that book like I, I mean you can have it but I don't understand I mean, yeah. why you why you sitting down with a cup of tea reading that <laughs> that's like I love an afternoon you just sit down read my little book be gagged it's crazy I read this one book some fiction I read this one book because that's you gotta be careful with book talk because they be recommending stuff and then it's just like I read this book called The Princess Trap and I know Jen had told me like it's fiction it's not supposed to be realistic but I feel like I like elements of being of stuff being realistic and basically what had happened was she met this prince on accident or whatever a typical like storyline like he didn't know he was a prince and then he lied to the media he's like from Netherlands or something he lied to the media that the paparazzi was following him around I was like oh yeah this is my this is my fiance this talks about how like now she gotta act like they engage and of course you know what happens at the end i was like why do i waste my money on this book and that's why you should do pirated books first and then <laughs> you ain't hear from me they literally did <laughs> on this podcast with your name on it the government has other things to worry about but you know they have a history of ignoring those and going to the things that don't matter so they'll be a and do <laughs> don't come over here babe I, I have the book so rest period we moving on yep 38 <laughs> minutes later this is what happens when we don't put no episode out right um, and, oh in case y'all forgot what we were talking about the violent conspiracy is the book that we're reading for the- yeah oh maybe we could put a link oh yeah i'll try to find it on bookshop so y'all could like it's, that supports black owned and people of color owned. oh period yeah so please if you can avoid it don't get on Amazon because I'm pretty sure it's not going to be that big of a difference. And we're mm-hmm. giving you plenty of time so you can deal with their shipping times. You don't have to get it overnight. So if you, I mean, I'm I'm not shaming you if you use Amazon. It is convenient. I'm just saying we will put a link to like a black owned bookstore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so tight when I went to um when I went to Portland because Memphis doesn't have a black owned bookstore that I'm aware of. If you know of one, let me know. But I yeah isn't that crazy yeah Memphis. Memphis. right um that i'm aware of so don't drag me mm-hmm. let me know um but i tried looking for one um and i went to portland when i went to portland back in 
shoot, time means nothing. April, they're they're they have weird hours, and I can't tell if it's COVID or just normal. So I didn't catch them. But I want I like buying books from black bookstores. Like like when I go to Chicago, I like to get at least one. That book still sitting in the same bag. I saw it today. I need to read that. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so there's this trend. <laughs> there's this trend going on on TikTok where or maybe started on twitter and moved to tiktok i don't know but i saw it on tiktok where like girls will give scenarios based on based on like a number i'm gonna I'm give you an example they'll give you a scenario based on a number and then their friend has to they'll give okay let me say that again. there's this trend where you say like a guy is this number but and you give a qualifier and then your friend has to answer and say what the new number is. For example, he's a 10, but he's a club promoter. And the girl was like a zero because, you know, club promoter is like they for the streets. So I thought we would play this little game. Delaney and I talk about dating quite often um, because y'all are hilarious. Um, well, you said we what? Talk about dating quite often. Oh, because how ghetto it is out here! Yeah, it's the trenches, especially for classical music. I probably won't elaborate because y'all not gonna like what I have to say. But you could, <laughs> you could probably fill in the blanks. I'm a black woman in classical music. Um, so I thought this would be fun. I saw this trend, so we are gonna do a classical music edition. Um, so like I'm gonna say again, I'm gonna say. Give a number, give a scenario, and Delaney tells me if the number changes, what's the new number? You'll see. Okay, so I'll go first. Um, and then I have three. How many do you have? I have two. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, so he's a ten, but he always plays his concerto and orchestra before rehearsal starts. I do. My gosh, that's a one. A one? Cause he, shut up, like <laughs> that's crazy. A one? Grow what fine. What, what if you fine? Fine. What? That's I mean, actually ten, a worse. ten is fine. A ten is fine. You you fine. That's worse to me because that's like one of those people that's like you already fine. What you need more attention for? Yeah, that's like, true. Like, that would get on my nerves. That would get on my nerves more, yeah, I feel like. Because I feel like you find it, you probably know you fine, and you just like, you just eating it up. And you just like, shut up. Like. <laughs> I was watching, I was watching this video yesterday, these Jamaican creators I like, and they did like one of them like panel type interviews. Everybody does them. Nella Rose did them first, and then now everybody does them. And so she finally said, what I've been saying for years. I don't like a man that's too fine because when you know you fine, you start acting crazy. And that's something that a crazy man would do. Cause what you playing your what you need more attention for? Yeah, the more you say it, a is one is crazy. crazy. I ain't gonna hold you. A one is crazy. <laughs> what would you say? Play this Okay, three. But nah, because now the whole orchestra know your man is annoying. Yeah, and he's embarrassing to you. And you and also it's like <laughs> it's like you're embarrassing to me. You're embarrassing to yourself. <laughs> Shut up. And also grow up. Like, yeah. how old are we? Like, I, like also, yeah. I'm very big on orchestra etiquette. I don't know everybody is, but I'm very big on orchestra etiquette. I, like, I don't mess around in orchestra. There have been a couple of people who have been goofy enough 
to lure me to the other side. Uh, not the like, other side. Maybe like once or twice. But other than that, like I really just, I don't like, because I like rules. I don't like getting in trouble. Yeah. And I don't like being rude. So I don't like talking when the conductor, like, you know, like stuff mm-hmm. like that. I just find it, I think it's rude. And it's, I find it distracting. And like, I just, I don't like it. So I'm not, you know, I'm not like a prude or anything, but like, bro like you're not even what are you doing like, yeah i feel you i feel you be serious this is a work environment like i just couldn't imagine i'm thinking about like now yeah i want is i want is i don't i want is crazy but crazy okay three i'll say three. yeah three but also i want to talk i want to talk to you no more because like we're literally down here at the mso and you playing your concerto there and like somebody not being serious like that would be crazy that, that means you're a hyper annoying because you are an adult we are being paid to be here and you paying you playing the first couple bars of Mendelssohn first couple bars of Stamets that's embarrassing yeah you right a three two two okay um <laughs> mine is he's a 10 but he thinks Stravinsky is no music Girl, I saw that on Twitter. For real? Oh, never mind. I did, but I mean, oh, for, I saw yours on Twitter too. But I assumed you just came up with it. You saw mine, the one concerto orchestra. Yeah, because I I made a tweet about it because I was like, that's the reason why I don't like. Um, that's Maybe the you inspired like me. The, Men- the Mendelssohn concerto. I don't this, think I, I saw you. Yeah, I said this exact because me and Sam got to a, a conversation about it because I was like, this exact type of person. Is the reason why I don't like the Middleton Violin Concerto because he will play it over and over and over again. Maybe. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just, just going to say it before rehearsal, but I didn't see this one. Maybe you inspire me to do that, to say it. I don't know if I saw that scuffle with you and Sam. You and Sam been beefing. I love it. I live. We were beefing, but he went too far. He went too far the other day. Nah, <laughs> okay. He be listening to this. Let me be quiet. <laughs> Cause he gonna come for me again and drag me. So whatever. Um, I got the numbers on my side. More people on my side. I mean, listen, that's all that matters. Maybe it wasn't Stravinsky. I don't know. Okay, okay not too much joy. Okay, but what you said the number was? I just said ten. Yeah, ten. <laughs> Stravinsky be pushing it for me. Okay, <laughs> just kidding. Okay, okay, I'll be serious. You think Stravinsky new music? Okay, because my ideal man is not a classical musician, so he a ten. Because and okay, if he was a class, okay, because it's like you see, see what I'm saying. Mean. Like you don't know. You think you you heard Stravinsky? Stravinsky be beep bop too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. If you I were guess, a classical musician, that's different. I guess when I yeah, when I was thinking of it, I was thinking like of uh, it was a classical musician cuz like other okay. than that, like you can't blame anybody for not knowing yeah. Stravinsky. You know, so like I was thinking somebody who knows but who knows Stravinsky's dates like it's okay. So okay, like a four cuz like what's going on, Tink? Or like yeah. Okay. What would you say? I don't know. Can you be a purposely I mean, dense or like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because that like that's giving orchestras. 
you know, like once they went a little razzle dazzle. Some there's there are a couple orchestras that have been championing um, commissions, Um, but prior to that, yeah. Okay. Okay. He's a three, but he always carries your instrument for you. Oh, you got creative with him. I didn't even think to do that. He's a three, but no, he's still a three. Delaney, really? Like, he got his instrument, but he always going to carry yours, no matter. But that's you. Like, I feel like that's better for you. For me, you don't want him to wheel your stuff for you? Why you just walk? I don't walk? want nobody carrying my bass. Like, I'm like... I mean, what's to say? I'm I like, what's his name? I remember you were looking at me crazy because that was when I was me and the bass was beefing. I was like, I don't care if you break it. I don't care if you break it. Like, <laughs> I feel it. But um, but no, I did take it from him once it got to because when you go into the annex, it's hard to maneuver. Like, it's pretty hard not to hit it. So Who I was, was like, yeah, oh wait, it was John. No, yeah, I can. It wasn't like a dating thing. He was just we were in a chamber group together. John. Oh, viola. The violist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, but I was just like, girl, but I took it back when it got, because you can't maneuver that if you don't, it was just something that you have to learn about how to carry a bass, too. So, like, maybe if he was a bass player, but also, if you can't carry two basses. I mean, anything for his queen? That's just extra. Okay. Carry my bass, bro. I think it's cute after I play down at a concert you carrying myself. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, but that's different. Like, you could just put that swing that on his back and, like, in his little, Don't like. swing it too much now. Okay. You know <laughs> what I mean? Or, like, just by the little handle. Like, like I think that's cute. I guess. Yeah. Because I've had a guy carry my bags. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. I guess it, just because it don't, it don't transfer. Also, like, you a 3Y. All that other stuff. First of all, all oh, okay. The lady's the worst person to do. <laughs> Answer what I told you. That's it. They ain't no, nothing because, else. Because if you were three, all the stuff that make you a three would make me. I'm not even giving my instrument to you in the first place. Like, nah. So. <laughs> what's your what's okay? When I, I was, was my my, when I was looking my viola around Charleston, in that eighty percent humidity, ninety degrees every day. You would have been an eight. Because that's cute. Yeah. I was like, why, why, why my viola feel so heavy? I'm with you every day. All of a sudden, you feel heavy. It's crazy how that happened. You would be an eight. Because that's so thoughtful. Like, you were just a thoughtful, thoughtful person. I like yeah, that. I feel like if it was, if I played a different instrument, I feel like it would. But, like, for real, for real, like, especially not a bass player. Like, if he, he, if he was a bass player, it wouldn't make any sense because he would also have a bass. So, it would be kind of like that's that. That's what I'm listening. Huh? He got he he pulling one he pushing one he got one that's ridiculous. <laughs> Can you imagine me me sitting not carrying anything and he has a bass trailing behind him and what if Katie please? But on the other hand, like actually like learning how to maneuver with the bass is like it takes a while like a long time like even sometimes like. I know this sounds kind of ridiculous, but sometimes a couple years because the different no, cases I, I, have different setups you know, and different. I it. Yeah, like you you learn how you have to learn the best way for your case and your body and stuff to go through certain types of doorways and certain like you know it's just a it's a lot like you learn how to okay this is narrower okay this is steeper this is how I need to do you know like it's just little stuff like that so I feel like it's just easier if I do it. <laughs> I just like God bless you because they were walking. I mean, we never walk far in Charleston, but. The 
the humidity made everything worse. Like I'm not even gonna lie. It's only a ten minute walk. It felt like ages. And I saw the bass players out here and I'm like, they not busting y'all? And they're like, Katie. I'm like, okay. I think I have had a guy carry my bass before. See? They only got that song. He's a bass player. No. Okay, saucy. Okay. Anyway, my next one. Yeah, I should have been more creative with the with the scale, but whatever. I did another one that's a ten. He's a ten, but when the brass empty they spit vowels, he says it's just condensation. Because you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> you are a liar. <laughs> He's a ten. Okay, but okay. He eight. Are you kidding? Cause where he emptied out, emptied in my face. Like he is zero. Like I, I really nasty. do. I don't get that. Because it's allowed. So it. much. It'd be so. It'd be much. a puddle back there. Why are y'all? Who is regulating that? Like that is a freaking biohazard. Like y'all. <laughs> it's, it's literally a biohazard. I feel like you play a wind instrument. Y'all immune immune system got to be very strong because all that spit back there. Y'all spitting all through y'all stuff. That's crazy. The whole thing. All of y'all. I mean, the brass girls are worse, but like all that spit going on back there. Ugh. Ugh. And y'all dipping stuff. Itch. Y'all re dipping stuff in water. Who? This that's crazy to me. And y'all got the same cup for two and a half hours just dipping it in and out in and out yeah and i bet you y'all you drop your music in a puddle of spit like please ah! katie <laughs> especially because like if you tell me if i'm gross about it you're like it's just da, 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 da. that's like like so you don't think that's gross if you don't think that's gross i bet you you don't wipe your booty good oh so, yeah they cheesecake together <laughs> who did you say <laughs> booty cheese was glued together <laughs> When did I say that? You said that. Oh, I remember it. Who did you say? It was, a, it was one of the... You probably just said that generally about the shower, the bathing habits um, of of these composers. Like the, oh, like ain't, ain't no way. They had one booty cheek. A booty choke? <laughs> this is getting out of hand. <laughs> this, this is a, not a serious show. <laughs> people be people be oh a classical music podcast it's not what you think it's not what you think we need to be like, more we got to figure out how we gonna let people know your preconceived notions like leave them at the door it's not like <laughs> like i'm praying one day we do a serious podcast like one day we gotta <laughs> oh that's so gross because you could like wow you just splashing around in there yeah if you tell me oh it's just da, 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 like nah i don't trust you and how, well, okay also th- what is condensating let's let's break it down because where condensation come from you think that though so you're gonna tell me that the that the moisture in the air is jumping to your instrument it can't be dumb now breath and and see and because that that's the type of that's the type of dude who y'all been y'all been staying together and Three weeks in, you find out he's been using your toothbrush, and he said, "Oh, what's the problem?" That's the type. That's the type that would say something like that. You do you see that? I'm not gonna say it because it's actually viral. Did you see that that video that went viral on Twitter with that lady talking about her loofah and her man in the morning? Oh, you said that to me. Yes. And that's why I say legalized murder. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> <laughs> legalized murder is crazy. <laughs> For legal reasons, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. But if y'all knew what that man was doing with her loofah, if y'all knew, if y'all knew what he was doing with her loofah, y'all should see this finger. <laughs> the finger, I got my finger up. If y'all knew, y'all would be right with me in the legalized murder movement. LMM. Join it. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> Listen, this country's capable of anything, but the minute they legalize murder, they're going to get their wish. Okay, last one. <clears throat> He's a 10, but he thinks more black people will be in orchestras if they took more auditions. Negative 10. <laughs> Cause that's the type of thing that somebody, when somebody says that, like, and I know people have their own, they'd be like, oh, but we got to talk it through. And da, da, da. That's the type of thing. As soon as somebody says something like that, my ears turn off. Don't ever talk to me again. Because I'm just at the point where it's just like, there are, there are tons of people who are into bridging the gap and explaining your right to exist. And like, all like people who have the patience for that. I know my role and I know myself and I'm past that point of talking to people who have opinions like that you could be stupid in peace like <laughs> we should do a part two all right oh yeah well, yeah we should now that i freaking understand the i i had only been seeing people do the 10 oh yeah that's why i said like I, that's why i was like I, I don't know if that was clear like you can pick any number yeah, I think yeah, you did yeah. say any number and but then I didn't I don't know. I was thinking like how would that work? But Yeah, I no, that's realized. fair. That's why I was like I don't know how clear I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um All right, the topic. An hour in. So <laughs> You never know we might breeze through. Sure we will, knowing mm-hmm. us. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Okay, um, so this week we're going to be talking about uh, the San Antonio Symphony. So as you guys may have heard, the news broke, and you know, we're a little late because, again, no episode last week. Um, the San Antonio Symphony has announced that they are dissolving um, after 83 years, um, which is making San Antonio the largest U.S. city without an orchestra, which I, I have no concept of how big places are or, like, what. But like that was a crazy stat. Like, yeah, if you think about it, there's no city. Every city got an orchestra. Okay, yeah. that's crazy. But like every, but like every major city, yeah, like large city, like yeah, like a large like the, you think about like even think about like where we went to school. Like Buffalo got one, mm-hmm. Syracuse got one, Rochester of course, yeah, Albany like. I feel like every major spot with like more than I don't know seventy five thousand people got an orchestra. Evanston got an orchestra. Skokie, the neighboring suburb, got an orchestra. Like everybody got an orchestra. Wow. I mean, they might be volunteer orchestras, but yeah. But I, even in like, Chicago, go ahead. Oh no, no 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 go ahead. Even in the Chicago area, I mean, yeah, you have CSO, but then you also got um besides a little. Besides the like, little ones like Evanston Symphony, Skokie Valley Symphony, like there's Rockford Symphony in Illinois, there's Peoria Symphony, there's Illinois Symphony, like 
and those are like Rockford's and Rockford, Peoria, um, Illinois Symphonies and Bloomington Normal, Springfield Symphony in Springfield, like every major and like Bloomington Normal got like a hundred thousand people. Chicago got like a million, but like you know what I'm saying, Peoria got like probably seventy thousand, but it's like every major city in Illinois has a symphony. So like when they said it like that, it's like that's crazy. Yeah, because I'm like because I was going to say something similar, like even in LA, like, yeah, we have the major orchestras in like in Chicago, like they have Chicago civic and like, Oh, civic, you know, right. Uh, um, what's called Symphonietta. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Lyric, like in LA, yeah, I, we have major like LA Phil and Lake Oba also have the Hollywood bowl orchestra, the California symphony, Santa Barbara symphony, like mm-hmm. Pasadena, Pasadena got a symphony, like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, dang, I had to say like that. I was, <laughs> when you think about it like there's orchestras everywhere yeah for and real and then it, when you and then when you add the volunteer orchestra on top of that it's even more orchestras yeah the pre-professional orchestras because we have um what american youth symphony we used to have debut orchestra i think debut orchestra don't exist no more but um i wonder why that why that is but anyway yeah and you add the summer symphonies and you got um grant park symphony in chicago you got I mean, the CSO is the Summer Symphony at Ravinia, but like, it be they be it don't be the whole CSO people when they summers, you know. So it's like, oh yeah, see, and that's how like LA feel like they're you know they're they're Hollywood Bowl is their summer summer home, but Hollywood Bowl has its own orchestra too. Oh, see, that's not how Ravinia is. Oh, okay. No, that's not like how it is. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, yeah. So they're the largest U.S. city without an orchestra. Uh, so. We talked briefly, I think, about their strike a while ago, but just a little recap. They have been striking, the orchestra have been striking for nearly nine months um, due to massive budget cuts. Um, they cut full-time positions from 72 musicians to 42. Um, they also shortened the season and reduced the pay by almost a third. I was like, Jesus. I remember talking about this, right? We talked about this? Yeah. Imagine yeah. a third of your finances is gone. A third, and that's my view. That's if you wanted a one of the forty-two people they kept. If right. you don't wanted the thirty, they didn't. And you playing for less time in the year. It's like mm-hmm. just ooh. um. So these budget cuts that couldn't be resolved um between the management and the orchestra. Some of the people in the orchestra have been subbing with other ensembles um in the air like in Texas. Um, as well as they've been doing a lot of like community concerts and um, trying to raise money mm. in the community and also just you know trying to build morale and I guess I don't know what their relationship was like with the people of San Antonio San, not San Antonio San I, Antonio I follow so <laughs> before um, and yeah, so they've been, um, that's what the musicians have been doing to sort of mitigate. I mean, I've seen this, this kind of happens when other orchestras go on strike too. Like you see like the orchestra has their official socials and then there's like such and such orchestra musicians and that's like the musicians on mm-hmm. their own, you know. Um, one of the things that I found, so like that's the general situation. Nine months of striking, these are the reasons they're striking, all of, the, all of these cuts and layoffs and things of that sort. Um, or being people being moved from full-time employees to subs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um one of the main reasons i think that this has 
become sort of this like contentious battle thing is because like it also it seems like there has been some hostility going on um like I when I was reading about it I read that apparently for the striking the the management cut off health insurance for the people that were striking oh that's crazy I was like like, in a pandemic y'all like I'm sorry like I'm sorry y'all they they said so there's a couple of different things you can read of course the the the, I read an independent you know reporting on this of course the musicians are putting out their own statement the management has put out their statement you can read that in the management claims that they have you know they've tried and the musicians are not they won't accept what is realistic or whatever but I want to know how y'all can truly be- expect them to believe that y'all are negotiating in good faith when you cut off their health insurance in the middle of a global freaking pandemic for striking and, and they're supposed to believe to that you're, like like in retaliation to them to them striking they're supposed to believe oh yeah, yeah they have our best interests at heart please that's insane like that's actually very heinous like, I'm attitude. I wouldn't come back. I'm. I got attitude. I got attitude real bad. Because, I would have really started acting bad. Right, because now what? What you got to lose? Like, let's nah. take it to the streets. Like, period. You gonna you gonna act crazy? Yeah, let's get CNN down here. Because that's like that's just very. That's pretty cruel. Like people got people got families and stuff. Like, right. You got kids. Like nah, and and you in Texas, you getting it? Like so, you gonna need that health insurance? Nah, you getting it? (laughs) You either gonna get that, you gonna get frostbite when they cut your um water off. Texas is crazy. You hear they wanna um leave the union? What y'all? What? Yeah, y'all. You hear that? Oh, it's crazy down there. They got these weird like law things they write in about like Texas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Send the rapture. That's what it's giving. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, because there's a lot. Of, there was a there was a tweet <clears throat> about um someone was like, it wasn't hard for me to cut off R. Kelly's music because once I realized that he was singing about children, and this one girl was like, well, Luther Vandross was singing about a man. I'm like, that is not the same thing. Like. <laughs> I was like, send the rapture, because these people are very, very dumb. It's giving hollow skull. Like, you know that tweet, you know that, you know that um quote from Abbott Elementary, when Abbott was like, I forgot black people can also be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> That's yep. what it's giving. That's what it's giving. <clears throat> okay, so, when I read this, it kind of it lucky got me thinking about um just like the future of what we got going on over here because I feel like for us or I'll speak for myself but I think you know we literally discussed this episode so I also know your opinion but for the second episode like getting an orchestra job really seemed like the very like of course it seemed like very hard to achieve is it you know there's only so many of them and there's a lot of us that are that are gunning for them not everybody but um the orchestra job kind of seemed like the stable you know yeah like like job that you got like if you if you got an orchestra job like people say no jobs for decades and it's like right 
whatever. And now you see, like, it's low-key doing a Harlem Shake. Like, girl, like, what's going on, you know? Yeah, and I feel like, especially, I think when we were planning this, one thing I realized is that we we always, like, orchestras were always around. Like, even, like, small scope, like, um, we used to get, like, free tickets to go to the Evanston Symphony when they had their concerts. Like, they used to do, like, you know, maybe six or seven concerts just a season or something like that. And we would get free tickets to go. It was just, like, part of the thing. He would give you extra credit to go to Evanston Symphony. Small scope. Like, the orchestra was always around, but large scope, I feel like, I don't want to speak for Delaney, but we <clears throat> we have, like, a kind of a skewed experience when it comes to orchestra because we grew up in cities or proximity. Like, you grew up in L.A. I grew up down the street from Chicago like Chicago Symphony Orchestra always gonna be around like they endowment they will always I mean maybe like someone who's in the business and they nitty-gritty they be like hold on girl hey I saw they budgeting they down bad but it's like I don't think so now like the Chicago Symphony's always literally always gonna be around and if not them definitely the LA feel like hands down like they got money for days you could just tell by the way they do stuff so yeah yeah, I wonder, um, I wonder, um, what was I going to say? Like, dang, what was I going to say? <clears throat> okay, well, anyway, I think that kind of goes into, like, just sort of the landscape of, like, how orchestras are changing. Like, I know we're jumping around a little bit, but, like, how you said there's certain orchestras that are always going to be around. Mm-hmm. Like, I find, I realize that it's kind of a parallel to, like, how we see, like, the wealth gap, where there's, like, the middle class is disappearing, rich mm-hmm. are getting richer, poor are getting poorer. I don't know that the top orchestras are getting richer necessarily, but definitely there's this, like, middle ground that, of course, the, it was exacerbated by the pandemic mm-hmm. um, of people not being able to quite bounce back. And so you have these orchestras that were once very solidly middle tier that people are not able to make a like a living yeah. you know like they, they you can't just be in like this middle tier orchestras yeah. a lot of the people and it's like sure you can argue yeah a lot of the people in in the top top orchestras they that's not the only thing they do but that's not because they need the money because they want to or they want more money yeah it's not because they need to teach at the university up the street it's just because they also have the they have the clout to do it like who don't want the principal such and such of the LA Phil teaching at USC, right? Like yeah, of course you gonna go over there and get that bag. Like you know, but it's not because he needs to. But like there's a lot of people, you know. I'm not sure to put nobody nobody salary out there, but like people in in these in these mid tier orchestras, I don't know that that's like, I mean I su- I don't know that that's necessarily all. It's always been that way, and even if it has been, oh you still they they still had other gigs it's not the way it is now because gas is seven dollars so it it's not the same necessity as mm-hmm. it was you know yeah um but it seems like there's definitely there was never enough orchestra jobs to go around but now even like when we're talking about like secure secure orchestra jobs like it's definitely i feel like it's really dropping off but i also wonder because when I first saw it close, I, I felt a lot of emotions, but one of them was like a little bit of fear. It's like, dang, like all these orchestras. Cause I've been quite, I've been quite vocal um, about um, how like I enjoy doing other things, my little YouTube, whatever. And, you know, 
I see myself like being in doing doing being in an orchestra that like I have flexibility to do other things. And um but seeing San Antonio close down, I was like, dang, like that means there's gonna be less spots. But also I think because of the pandemic and and because people seeing like how orchestra could be snatched from you so quickly, like a lot of orchestras when we talked about it like two years ago, a lot of orchestras just weren't playing, period. Like we'll we'll catch y'all on the other side. And so I feel like because people are seeing a lack of stability within orchestras in in a lot of ways. So even as people are leaving, people are still leaving as people are auditioning, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I will I think we have to wait it out just to see like what the long term effects are. Like I wonder I feel like people are auditioning as quickly as people are leaving. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I think one thing they're saying, like there was some people saying like, it's supposed to be a lot of stuff open, you know, cause like the pandemic, some people just was like, okay, I'm cutting my losses and retiring. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, Minnesota had three orchestra positions, three viola positions. And I was like, they ain't feeling them. They filled them. To, I mean, Sam could say that's his, that's his people. But one of the girls, um, one of the girls I was at Spoleto with, I'm like, you want you want that? I was like, period. Like, that's okay, Miss Girl. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there's a lot of openings. And people are already posting their little stuff. I got my little list. Um Okay, Catherine. Girl. Let me let me get through I want to go three consecutive weeks without Mendelton pissing me off because that went terrible today. Jen was like, you play three equal eighth notes. And I'm like, clearly not. <laughs> it's hard. Bump, bump, bump. It's like, it's always something. Not, not, it's like the better you get at something, it's something else. Girl, equal enough. Like, y'all just, that's what, that's what needs to be the motto. Good enough. <laughs> like, it was, that was, I'm, I was telling her I was like that was not a problem a couple months ago. <laughs> what happened? I feel it's like, like all. That's what I, girl. You took the words out of my mouth. I was like Mendelssohn to me. It's like you know how like you know like the funny skits where like a pipe is leaking and you patch one part and then another part start leaking. That's how I feel with Mendelssohn because that was not a problem or maybe it was a problem. And she was like, "All right, we just gonna leave that one." But it's just like I just feel like I was vibing. I had a tape due last last month ate it up Tyler was like I hear I could hear the orchestra I was like yeah and now you can't you hear okay. it bye bye so <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but anyway I don't know why we got it. yeah there's a lot of openings are they gonna fill them all I don't know because they still they still find people off auditions and not picking nobody that's, that's another topic Right, you know they love they love that. They and love that's what a lot of people that. don't understand about about classical music. Like, girl, they would not take nobody. They would rather it be empty. Like, right, and and take a sub. Who ain't even all didn't? Don't get me tight. I was gonna say, don't piss me off. Don't Do piss, piss me, me off. off. <laughs> <laughs> like, we need to riot. That's the only way because it's like that's the only way. That's literally the only way. And I said I was gonna stop telling my mom about taking auditions. You if I'm if I'm in this city, I'm just in this city. What you in that city? I'm just here. Because she like I took Eugene. That was hilarious. <laughs> Cause that didn't go well. But you know, we move. And she's like, I just feel bad. 
thing. You just keep taking the auditions and not getting them. I'm like, first of all, keep was crazy. Not too much. (laughs) 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 Not keep. But but also, like, I feel like the gauge of, like, how long it takes, like, people don't know. Yeah. And she's, as as a mother, she wants me to do well. So she's Mm -hmm. like, I just feel bad that you, like, you went all that way. And I'm like, girl, buckle in. <laughs> You're right. Because these girls will, what now? No, I'm just playing. These girls would rather have a recording of the viola section in the section. Right. They do t- a MIDI. Right. A MIDI file <laughs> of the viola. The whole section empty. And have a, a tape recorder in them eight chairs. Then hire somebody who missed one note. Okay, that's crazy. But you know what I mean. Like Okay, whoa. I mean, time time marches forward. We still on that note? Like time marches on, okay. One baby note. Did I modulate my, that? Yeah, but like, come on, you not know play Come on, look at the resume. Under my view, all these orchestras would be terrible because I'd be like, yeah, get enough. Like, <laughs> because Jim was laughing because I put that thing up where I was like, when you do something wrong or whatever, or like when they ask you to play something different, they ask you to play something again in the in the uh, audition. It's like, am I going to play it again in the concert? Like, like right you want a softer imagine what i played softer exactly like <laughs> be like, serious because it's like okay am i gonna get a chance to, like either you obviously you didn't like you didn't dislike it enough to send me home right so you're gonna have me play it again and what if what's gonna happen if i miss a note this time you're gonna send me right on my way how about we just agree that you liked the first time i played it you did because you want to hear more so i got the job exactly. like <laughs> Like, why do you need to hear it again? Because, nah, because if you really didn't like it, I would not still be standing here. Right. And also, listen here, Buki. How y'all, how y'all players sound? I, like, I feel like, look at the resume. You think all these people gave me a degree and I couldn't play? Let's start there. Because... Nah, because it's like you liked it the first time I played it. We're only gonna play it one time in the concert, so why do I need to play it again right now? It's not or what you gonna stop the orchestra and start over. You're not, so it's how I played it. Also, you know what pisses me about orchestra auditions since we're here? Why are you having me play the whole list if you already if the answer is no? I'm not offended. Like cut me off. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. I remember this this one lady she made me laugh because she was like um somebody was playing their concerto and they was looking around like it's a joke because the tempo kept changing and then it, they dismissed them after the concerto because that's how you do it did I fly all the way here da, da, da. yeah but it's like you not listening you on you on Facebook like baby just let me go I'll cry later like you know what I'm saying like somebody we have to riot that's the only way like we have to we have to riot because i don't know i don't know it's crazy i listened to this recording of this orchestra that i'm auditioning for i wanted to hear how they violas play something and i'm like this sound like 10 violas i mean i ain't i'm i don't say i'm finna get it i'm just saying like somebody gotta be serious it's gonna start with me who 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 riding with me no. <laughs> <laughs> I'ma learn it though. I'm I'm gonna learn the little Mendelssohn. I'm gonna learn it. Cause I what am I gonna do? Crazy. Anyway, I just, under the under the stability thing, I do wanna pull over for a second. I mean we've we're off the road. We've been off the we've been off roading for the entire episode. But um one thing that was going around was like 
and this is a common thing with classical musicians and i'm hoping that the little the three people we re- reach with this episode this will impress upon because i remember we struck a nerve with some people a couple of months ago or last year with the whole like listening to people play and critiquing it that struck a nerve listen good let this track look at the track a nerve too you see an orchestra closed down you see all the people lose their job you see how devastating it is like you the only city in the world without an orchestra kingston jamaica got an orchestra you know what i'm saying so it's like you the only city in the world without an orchestra and it's like this is devastating and y'all here like see y'all doing this orchestra see 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 i'm like I don't think y'all understand how like pathetic that re- that lands. Like to you, it lands like, see, y'all put all y'all 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 need to get in y'all bag. Y'all need to get y'all LLC. Y'all y'all doing all this orchestra stuff, and it's like that's not landing the way you think. People literally lost their job. They lost their health care. They got to figure out what they're gonna do in the middle of a pandemic. Also, a lot of these people like you been one your job. Now you gotta go dust off excerpts if you even want to. You might not even want to do that no more. So you gotta figure out a career change. You got kids. Mm-hmm. You got spouse. People taking care of their parents. People sending money back home. You don't know what people are doing with their money. Besides the fact that like an orchestra dissolving is like crazy, like we talked about at the top of this, top of this, and you over here talking about oh, see, we told you, I'm like it's pathetic. People are losing their jobs, and you over here talking about like baby, if you didn't advance off the first round, just say that and go to therapy. You know what I'm saying? It's giving. I can't play an orchestra. I can't get an orchestra. So now I'm happy one closed down. It's freaking weird. Why are y'all so weird? Why are y'all so weird? It does not land the way you think it lands. It looks insecure. It looks pathetic. And like, it looks like it, it just looks mean. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Girl, go practice a scale. Maybe you, maybe you could have been, you could have had been in the orchestra. And people plan their lives out. Like, imagine you somebody, you was three, you was five, three years away from retirement. And it's yeah. like, you don't have, you don't have quite enough to retire. But now what you finna do? You f- you really finna go off and, and dust off your, your excerpts? Take an audition? You ain't taking an audition in 35 years? Yeah. Please. Like, especially like, I, I'm with, like, I know that Jen has said that, like, people could win an audition at any point. I do agree with that. But at the same time, like, people who are fresh off of uh fresh off of grad school who are, who have been practicing eight hours a day just drilling excerpt like that you is an advantage you don't stand the chance you don't stand the like, chance and that's you, an advantage to be because having taking auditions is a mindset and it's like a lifestyle low-key yeah. like you know to be preparing for that for that caliber of audition mm-hmm. like that's a whole situation like and with the whole thing about stuff being like like symphony's being resolved resolved you hear me dissolved like Losing an orchestra job is not like losing. Oh, you lost your tech jobs. You gonna go over here right. at this tech place? Like your 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 city has one orchestra. You have to up. If you're gonna go get another job, you have to uproot your life. Right. It's not like San Antonio got three other symphonies that you could go. Whatever. Right. You have to move. <laughs> or like inconvenience yourself. Like okay, boom. You you lost San Antonio, but like whatever. Maybe maybe you won San Antonio like before the pandemic. Okay, you can dust yourself off. You gonna be commuting back and forth between Houston? Exactly. That's like, not sustainable. Yeah, like people got their kids and stuff, and it's like, or you could try. Like I know that they've been trying to build some, trying to do some concerts in the city and stuff, but like that don't compare to having a salary. Yeah. You know, like in health insurance for your for your children and your spouse and your and your whoever that you got to take care of, like. And I feel like that's something that goes into the whole stability thing and like what people thought they was getting with an orchestra job, the stability of so like, yeah, you have, you, 
yeah when you're auditioning and stuff you kind of got to go to where the auditions are or whatever but once you get your job it's like i got my job you better you know but like after, yeah yeah after all this time for a job to be taken away from you in that in that way it's like you really have to you really write back at like square one Loki like because unless you unless maybe the people who were subbing there's some people who were like subbing in Houston okay yeah they might be on a short list if something opens up but that's if yeah you know like you might be able to you might be able to squeeze in there on the short list if you're lucky but like in order for them to make the same living that they was making as a salary member of that orchestra they have to uproot like they literally have to uproot their life and yeah. go somewhere else on if they win an audition somewhere else if and i I feel like personally maybe like this is naive to say because i'm on the outside there's there's orchestral musicians who listen to this like you know dm us whatever da, da, da. but i feel like it's reasonable to think your job is secure like they're not pushing weight you know you mm-hmm. playing mozart you know what i'm saying so it's like i feel like it's reasonable to be like my job is secure i feel like the same amount of, the same amount of reasonability whatever the same amount of reason there we go that was crazy the same amount of reason that you would have if you worked at a call center the same amount of reason you would have if you were a teacher the same amount of reason you would have if you were selling insurance like you have a job that you that you are doing honestly it is reasonable to believe that tomorrow i'm gonna go up to my job that next season i'm gonna be down at the symphony and yeah 83 years, years right been in, in here like wh- who gonna think oh any minute now my 83 year old orchestra is gonna dissolve like no especially like you i feel like in good faith i'll be like they gonna figure it out 83 yeah. years when i was reading the little statement they had on their website i'm like this is sad for real especially because like we've seen orchestras go on strike before like multiple times they probably thinking oh we finna get through this yeah y'all cutting off their health insurance and now all of a sudden it's dissolved like this is just (coughs) yeah it's a lot like dang hopefully they figure maybe they you know maybe they'll um dissolve means like i know if you read all that stuff they said they're gonna liquidate they stuff i said liquidate yeah they're like it's gone gone but not gone forever like maybe somebody we won't see yeah, I, like I've never I've never seen anything like this happen before so I ever. don't know what you know I mean maybe they could like somebody with some money can start a chamber orchestra rebuild yeah but, maybe hopefully they could they could grab they could uh, you know find somebody with the money to do that I would love to not love to but I'm curious about the conversations that are happening like in the community of San Antonio because you know how like you you went on school trips to the um to the symphony and like maybe your teacher maybe your teacher plays in the symphony and like you know college students go to the symphony and take lessons it's like the the orchestra is a part of the larger community so it's like I wonder what those conversations are and like college students in San Antonio, like what are you telling them? You know, like Yeah, and then like you going yeah, I just feel bad for the people in the ensemble, like <coughs> excuse me, sorry y'all. Um, you got students, like you said, you got private students, everybody know what's going on at your job, like Yeah, you you know, you go to people's ha- houses, it's not you know, children ain't got no cool. They're like, so <laughs> her, her, the symphony's no more. Like, you, you know, you imagine like you, you, yo, 
your kid come today lesson at your house with on the first of their month with a little lesson check and on the back of the check somebody wrote like you know i left, left a little extra in there because i know what you're going through i'll be sick <laughs> now i know what you're going <laughs> I would be sick. Girl, not San Antonio, San Quantonio down the street. That would okay. mean <laughs> not San Quantonio. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I'm not a serious person. And I'm realizing that more and more each day. And I got to do something about it. I got to do something about it. I'm not going to, but I said I got to. Awareness is the first step. Well, you said you're not going to, so it sounds like it's the last step too. <laughs> well, look, we love a good two and one. Okay. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> I wish y'all the best. Yeah. I know that means nothing, but I wonder the morale. I want. I would. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney? This week I'm talking about Ebony Thomas. Um, Ebony is the second flute in Piccolo, the Dallas Opera. Um, she's previously been the principal flute of the Knoxville Symphony and the Florida Grand Opera. She also spent a year as the second flute of the Houston Symphony. Hey, period. She's also performed um, with a bunch of different orchestras, guest principal flute of the Seattle Symphony, San Antonio Symphony, uh, Santa uh, Fe Opera, and the, because I, like, I just came up on her, I was like, oh, dang. Um, and the Fort Worth Symphony, she's also performed with the Los Angeles Philharmonic, Oregon Symphony, Sarasota uh, Orchestra, Phoenix Symphony, Detroit, Dallas, like, so everywhere. Like, Right, girl. Say where she hasn't played. I was about to say, yeah, she 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 just got like two or three more boxes to tick, and that's pretty much everywhere. <laughs> um, she uh, was a New World Fellow, um, under the direction of Michael Tilson Thomas. She also has performed at Carnegie Hall, um, and she was a soloist, um, of the jo- the Joan Tower Flute Concerto and the North American premiere of the Christian Lindbergh Flute Concerto. Um, she, she also is an avid chamber musician. Um, she has, uh, or she, she continues to perform regularly with the Austin Chamber Music Society and Voices of Change, which is a new music ensemble in Dallas, Texas. She was also a finalist for the Austin Arts Awards for her performance of Valerie Coleman's Danza uh, de Mariposa, de la Mariposa for solo flute. She's also a member of the Firebird Ensemble. Uh, which can be heard um, on several of their released recordings, including the Bl- the Brandenburg Project. Um, I mean, come on, everywhere. She's also a, a. I'll move on because there's a lot more performance accolades, but I'll link her website so y'all can all see. Um, but she's also a passionate um, educator. She's the assistant professor of flute at the University of Missouri Kansas City Conservatory. Um, and she also serves as a member of the board of the Greater Dallas Youth Orchestra and is on the National Advisory Board of the Memphis Youth Symphony Program. Period. So she's all over the place. When did she go to home? 
Right. <laughs> but sorry, I'm I'm fighting. I'm choking. <laughs> fighting, trying not to cough in y'all ears right now. But um, yeah, shout out to Ebony. Period, sis. Period. My piece of the week is Sibelius one because I was reminded how amazing that is the perfect symphony. It's probably well, it's definitely top ten ever written. It's crazy. Sibelius one, often shadowed by the overhyped Sibelius two, is like perfect. It is dramatic. It's endearing. Um, and yeah, dude wrote so well he got a little program named after him. So get your money up. Okay, not a little program. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna go listen to it when I get off this thing because I forgot. Like it's just crazy. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Classic Black Podcast. Don't forget about a little book club. Okay, yeah, we yeah. gonna read. Okay, get Violent your conspiracy. Everybody read that grade level over here. Okay. Right. Um. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classic Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellent suggestion, an intermission suggestion, suggest an intermission, like do something messy. Okay, hey. not too much. I actually thought of a messy idea, but Katie, Katie trying to wait till she get a job before we do it. Yeah, we gotta wait till I get a job. People trying to people be finding out about this show, and I want to keep it cute. It's me- it is messy. I'm like, if, if one day we ever do, we ever get together like a Patreon or something, that will be on there. Oh, absolutely. Messy. But we gotta keep we <laughs> we gotta we do something messy like rank the music directors of every orchestra at level of fineness. Uh, uh. <laughs> it'll, it'll <be> <laughs> Are we starting list. at four? <laughs> <laughs> what a level of four to one? <laughs> you, already, you, already know, you already know who the top of my list. Oh god, yeah, we do. Right. Uh, yeah. Um podcast at gmail.com if you're black join ISBN. <laughs> you are very lucky that I don't be knowing these people because I was trying to find somebody real old and decrepit to say. God is good, ain't he? <laughs> but I don't be knowing these I don't be know and I don't know I'm like I know names, but I can't be I don't know a whole lot of a whole lot of faces. And then I was also like, I can't yeah. Dang. The Lord will fight for you. Amen. If you're black, join ISBM, IS Black Musicians. We're on a break right now. Um, but we're gonna be back in the fall. IS Black Musicians. We got a convening coming up. Um, if you're not black, donate. IS Black Musicians dot com and we will see y'all next week. Bye y'all. Bye.